to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And Chris Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian, we're talking about sin. And when we do sin, do we make excuses for it? Because, you know, it's really not that big of a deal. Fuller, are you ready? I don't know, but let's go. Let's go. See, you started there. You were starting to do something sinful. <laughs> Some, someone and forgot to mute my microphone, and I'm, I started laughing I'm in the glad intro. You, you finally got yourself because you always get me. I always catch you doing and something so, dumb. I, yeah, pretty much. I'm always ready on the trigger, and I as soon as I start doing something, you're like, <laughs> click. <laughs> <laughs> oh like goodness! Well, that was. They heard my laugh in the middle of that jingle. So sorry, did. friends, and sorry, Paul Lindgren for messing up your beats. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, right? We all have we all have our faults. We all have. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. I see how it is now. So let's see here. We the past couple of weeks we've talked about some some heavier topics. Holy crap! And yeah. like this is like the crown jewel of heavy topics coming up tonight, right? I mean, how. The crown sin is the crown jewel. The the excuses of sin is the crown jewel. When are we going to get back to the fun subjects, when, the happy when, ones? When? Uh, just one of these days, we just need to move back into like the lighthearted, like, should fundies wear suits to church? That would be actually be a good one. <laughs> actually, yeah. Does it matter what you wear to church? But you never That's know. That's a valid question. You know what we forgot to do, though, last episode was your little questionnaire thing. For, are we still, you want to do that again? Well, let's do it. It's been kind of fun. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm ready. But no, I just, we were thinking about it last episode. I'm like, wait, we forgot to, we didn't do that. We'd been doing it during the focus series. <laughs> we have been. And then we just stopped. And let's, let's, let's dive back into that because that's a dumb question. I mean, I think our RTCA family enjoys it. And if they don't, I'm sure they'll let us know. So, oh, okay. So right, going go. back to, to getting to know Mark Fuller a little bit. Fuller. Yeah. What would constitute? A, as a perfect day for you, a what would be day. the perfect day for Christian Fuller? Oh, it would have to be more than twenty four hours to to be to fit everything that I'd want to do. Okay, Santa Claus. So, like, if I could stop time, <laughs> <laughs> that would be his per, for Fuller's perfect day. Stop time. Stop time. Just about time. I would want to play endlessly with my kids and snuggle with my kids. Then I would love to do like a couple hours of like just playing my guitar worship and then just some solo jams and then like a, a, a alone time with my wife and then maybe some deep study, like a few hours of deep study time. Like that would be a perfect day for me. Now, would you throw a nap in the middle? Oh, definitely. I would throw a couple. Definitely. Nap. I'll throw a couple. Throw na- I'd sprinkle some naps, but like, I wouldn't even need like TV. Like I'm good without the TV, but just like mm. having the cuddle time with my kids and then the alone time with my wife and then some jam time and some study time. Like that would be a perfect day for me. We might have follow number four after that perfect no, day. No, we will not. <laughs> that, that's been taken care of. That's been taken care of. <laughs> that's pretty, that's, so, so your perfect day is like a low key chill I'm a, day. I'm a, I'm an at home person. Mm. I'm a homebody. That's interesting. I am so. I'm not. I know you're not. That sounds kind You'd of. You'd be like, I'd be at ten different Starbucks, and then I'd go to the Electric Brew, and then I'd go to <laughs> like thirty different. No, honestly, houses. I was thinking, I'm like, I'd coffee shop hop. Yeah, and I have. I've done it before. Like there has been a couple days where I like I'll it. be at a coffee shop working. They're like, oh, we're closing now. I'm like, it's three o'clock. I got two more hours before my kids are like, I can go get them. So I, I would just boop hop to a different coffee shop. And then Starbucks is always open late, so always get open. There. So, so speaking of coffee, bro, though, you didn't let me finish. Oh, though. I'm sorry. I thought you it's were done. It's not just coffee. I'm sorry. Shop go, for, go for it. So, but I would also want to go see something that I've never have before. Like I love museums, and I love like walking mm, through tours yeah. of places. That's cool. So like something I really really want to do again. I haven't done it since I was a little kid. Is go through the South Bend History Museum. Like oh, Oliver Mansion, yeah. Studebaker Mansion, and oh, all those cool. places. That'd be cool. So I, I would say I'd want to go experience like a some sort of museum, her story thing. Dude, when coffee the, shop hop. When the COVID thing's over, we just need to get the families together and go to like the Science of Industry Museum. 
and bring like the nannies because we have we're, dude, we would have ten. We'll grab kids. The, we'll grab the Smith girls. They can take care. Actually, of Actually, that's kids. valid. I mean, we, we we've been taking just lay. There you <laughs> go. I mean, we got to take her with us sometimes. We're yep, like, there we, you go. We need an extra set of hands because we got seven or, kids. Or we so, just. You know, but yeah, perfect day. I would definitely say coffee shop hop. Go go explore some things with Beth with no kids. But I love my kids, man. I think a day of guilt free playing is, sounds awesome too. Yeah, where you like know? you have nothing to worry about. Like there's nothing coming up the next day, and like it could just be. Hours so, and hours I, of play, I honestly play okay. So this has been really fun. So lately, like the last like I don't know, like 15, 20 minutes of the day or whatever. Sometimes I'll just like put on a quick little show. And we'll have like all the kids on the couch, and like Beth is, she doesn't like to sit. She likes to get things tidy up so that when the kids are asleep, she's done. So it's just me and all the kids, and we're just like on the couch, and it's wow. so much fun, dude. It's a blast. That's cool. Yep. All right, and, so, and I'd visit a donut shop because I love donuts. That's my perfect day. All right, so there you go. You mentioned coffee shop. What kind of coffee we're we drinking tonight? Nothing. I, I'm back to the bubbly. You're too what? I, I I went a little bougie. I went bougie. I went ginger beer. I'm drinking beer on the podcast. It's not alcohol. <laughs> for anybody that's like, what? You know how R- fun R- it is to offer teenagers, hey, you want some ginger beer? Yeah. It's like. But don't tell your dad. It's like root beer, but it's with ginger. <laughs> that's all it is. It's ginger root instead it's, of. Well, actually, right. Sassafras made root beer. is one right. of my favorite root beers. Right. But yeah, it's just made with ginger root. And it's the, the Bundaberg. Australia. The, the Bundaberg. Scrap ain't Down cheap. Down in the outback. But it was actually really, really cheap at Costco. But look, you yeah. see how much sugar's in this thing? Like 40, 40 grams. grams. Yeah, more than like a can of Coke. But here's the thing, though. Since it's ginger. Can of Coke. Can of Coke. Can of Coke. Can of Coke. So, but since it's ginger, yeah. it actually settles the stomach so yeah. well. well it's, it's and a, it's not spicy. Like I've a, had some that are like a spi- like a super spicy. Ginger is like a natural like stomach mm-hmm. pain reliever. So. Yep. So anyway, so that's why when you go to those like tep and steak houses and you eat so much food, you always say, "I want the ginger sauce" because I need a I need a little. Oh, see, I always get sushi and then I have them bring the pickled ginger. See, I don't do sushi. But either way, we got no coffee. We got our cups to look like we're drinking coffee. We got no coffee. We've got no No reviews. reviews. We. I mean, this is not RTC. What are we doing? We're gonna sit in silence for the next five minutes because we have nothing else to do. Okay. <laughs> I can't be that quiet. <laughs> that was perfect timing. All right, my dude. All let's right. lead lead us in this conversation. Oh man, this is. I don't want to talk about. I, I'm gonna let you talk about. This sin. is a rough. This. Uh, you remember how a couple weeks ago when we got into the pride conversation, I'm like, this is a rough one because this. And is we both I, got convicted. Like this is something I deal with. Yeah. This is something I also have dealt not recently, but have dealt with. In the past, so is, uh, is, so is RTC now confessions of Fuller. It's sorry, you guys are my these cap- are my confessions. You guys are my priests. So, <laughs> <laughs> anywho, forgive me, family, for I've sinned. <laughs> <laughs> but we are talking about sin. No, though, we again. are talking about sin. But um, it's funny how when you really want to do something, you f- you make whatever excuse you can. Well, you know, I feel that. PC, if you have young kids, cover their ears. Man, I, you know, I, we didn't really have sex. It was just more like, a, you know, a hand job. A hand and job that's not or really, a blow job. That's not yeah. really sick. No, that's not, that is still wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, that's still a sin. That's just, you're making an excuse. Like, that is, is still a sin. So, no, dinky before the ringy. <laughs> What? That's that's what I told my teenagers. Man, we just started this off like just like uh, we're not even yep. ten minutes no in and purple. we're like bam right in there. No purple. Wow. You know, blue and pink make purple. <sighs> okay. Anywho, so we try to make excuses for our sin when we were like, it's not that bad or it's not really what that was. Like, uh, oh, 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 um, like a white lie. You know, it's like, oh, it wasn't a real lie. It was just a white lie. It was an innocent. Yeah. It was it, it was just innocent. Like, it was just a, it was a joke. You know, it, it was I tricked you. I, it was you know it was just yeah it was a joke. It was playful teasing. Which was, we're working on our seven year old that should be like I tricked you and we're like no you lied. Yeah, that's a lie. You lied. Sorry. So let's let, let's dive into it. it's a, it's a bit of a deeper subject, but uh, I think one that every Christian is struggling with or has struggled with. And I will say this: I wonder how many people actually think that much about sin because you know mm. in, in the world that i grew up in sin was always well like you were so scared of, of sinning you that you were like, wrong yeah. and they're like you sinner basically so there's extremes on both ends yeah. so let's like uh, you know let's start off with billy graham what's billy graham billy graham i'm sorry i just love billy graham yes yes you do um he's he's not he's up there with john piper i'm just gonna say it 
Thomas Schreiner. That's Schreiner fair. And, that's that's and fair. Melvin. I mean, that's he's fair. just he's Arthur Pink. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So uh, he said, "Sin then is not a toy with which to play, but a terror to be shunned." So basically, he's saying, "Don't mm. mess with sin. You should stay far away from it." Mm-hmm. That's what he's saying. So, a scripture that really um, kind of hits home and kind of makes you think, right? This is one of those scriptures, and I think this was the purpose of why the author of Hebrews put it in there, right? Mm-hmm. So, for those who of you who don't know the history of Hebrews, Hebrews was written to um, Jewish converts, right? They, they, yep. they were Christians, and then um, they were being persecuted, and they were thinking about going back to Judaism, Mm-hmm. So, um, quick, quick lesson on the Hebrews. But so Hebrews ten twenty six, and if you have not read Hebrews ten twenty six, you're gonna hear it now. <laughs> T- uh, Hebrews ten twenty six and twenty seven. It says, "For if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a fearful expectation of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume the adversaries." Pretty, pretty strong language, isn't it? Now there, there's some words in there that I think we might need to talk about, like sacrifice for sin, expectation of judgment. Like, so, what is that? So the, the whole purpose of this, right? So let's think about who it was written to. We don't know the author, but we know that around the time period is probably, um, well, it's pre seventy AD, right? Because, because it's be, st- before it, the temple it, was right, destroyed, right? There's still mention of the temple yep. and all this in there. So, um, so it's pre seventy AD. Um, it's written to um, Jewish Christians mm-hmm. who are thinking about saying, I'm walking away from, from God, from Jesus, believing Jesus is Lord, not God himself, and going back to Judaism. And so he's like, man, you've received the knowledge of truth. You've received knowing that Christ has saved you. Mm-hmm. Christ is your Savior. He's paid the penance. You know, he's, he's done all this, right? No, he didn't pay the penance. He paid the penalty. Well, yes, I got you. Yeah, that's that's probably a better way to put it. Yeah, not but, any, but 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 no, but but there the sin had a cost, right? And Jesus paid that for us. So so when we deliberately going on sinning, right? Who was it? There was somebody that talked about. It's almost like you're continuing to um, expect God to continue to die on the cross for you over and over. Oh and over again. yeah, and I forget who said that. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. It was like every time you you sin, right. Uh, what, I, I don't remember the quote was. I mean, but even Paul talked about it where it's like, you I know, it should we, keep, Spurgeon, should we keep sinning so that way grace, grace may abound? Yeah, the answer is like, right. and for lack of a better word, heck no. Yeah. I'm pretty so, sure that's what Paul meant. So when he goes, there no longer remains sacrifice for sins, okay? So this is where it gets a little sticky, right? Mm-hmm. This is, and this is kind of what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, there's, there's a justification process. There's a sanctification process, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a scripture, and we're going to go through it tonight, that talks about when you are saved, you become a new creation. When you're a new creation, you don't really continue to live the old way. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And so now we get back to the Calvinist and Arminianist argument Uh-oh, that we've we had before. There, peoples. And so there's just, it's, it's a very sticky mess. So we're going to kind of work through this. All right. So Hebrews 10, 26 through 27, that's the general overview. All right. Mm-hmm. So this is us looking at sin. So we're going to deliberately sinning, right? That's what it says. Going on deliberately sinning. Yep. No longer a sacrifice for sins. Man, that's pretty, pretty hefty scripture. So why do we make excuses for sin? I mean, you think about it and uh, an excuse I've heard before is, um, well, I only, I only look at pornography, but I'm not hurting anybody else. So that's when I hear a lot too. I'm like, it's not hurting nobody. It's not hurting nobody. So, I mean, it's no big deal. Right. Or, you know, well, you know, we all, we all, nobody's perfect. We all have faults. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's, that's an, that's an excuse. Mm-hmm. That, that's or, or I've even heard people justify their actions of, I did this because that per like, because they did this, this is, I, I could not respond any other way. Right. So you know, we, we want to put the blame on other people versus own up. Right. So why do we make excuses? Well, let's start diving into scripture because I like scripture and that's just who I am. First John one six through eight. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, 
and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we claim we have no sin, we are fooling ourselves and not living in the truth, or the truth is not in this, depending mm-hmm. on what you're, which version you're reading. This, these are all ESVs, I think. No, NLTs. No, ESVs. I can't remember which one I did. <laughs> one of the two. Oh, that, wow. I, I'm, I'm confused, but now. So, so we're talking about um, going on living, saying we have no sin. Um, so l- let's, let's talk about what, what the saving grace is. Right? Okay. So okay. Mm-hmm. It, there's a technical term, and it's called justification, right? I, I don't know if you guys have ever heard this term before. Uh, if you've been in the church long enough, I'm sure you have. But um, So what, what is justification? Well, Ligonier... Uh, R.C. Sproul's uh, ministry, Ligonier, <laughs> Ligonier, Ligonier Ministries, Ligonier, yep. Ligonier. Um, he, they, they, uh, and I put it. We'll put the link in the show notes. But they kind of describe it this way, right? It says justification is as simple as A, B, C, D. Justification is an act of God. It does not describe the way that God inwardly renews and changes a person. It is rather a legal declaration in which God pardons the sinner of all his sins and accepts the accounts of the sinner as righteousness in his sight. God declares sinners. God declares the sinner righteous at the very moment that the sinner puts his trust in Jesus. And they give a couple scriptures and I wanted to read these scriptures and I know it's going to be kind of long. So first one is Romans three twenty one through 26. And it says, but now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is, a, and this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. For everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, in his grace, freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. The sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. For he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do at the, uh, in the present time. God did, not, uh, God did this to demonstrate his righteousness. For he himself is fair and just, and he makes sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. Mm. You know, was this NLT again? I think it was ESV. It was ESV. Because, you know, I liked what he did for Romans 3.23, whoever the, the translator was. Because, you know, normally the King Jimmy was like, for all have sinned and, and fall short of the glory of God. Right. Whereas this one, it's for everyone has sinned, you know, semicolon. We, right. we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Right. Thank you for putting it in words we can all understand. Right. right. So basically <laughs> what is sin is the fact of God has a standard and we are so far from that standard that it doesn't matter how far you try to jump over the chasm. Right. We still all fall short. It doesn't right. matter if you're rich, poor, what race you are, how much money you got. Right. We all are sinners before God. Right. So l- let's dive into these last yeah. two. And, okay. then I, and then I want to hang on justification for a second you. and discuss you. it and okay. then we'll move on. So Romans 5.16 says, And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of the one man's sin. For Adam's sin, Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to us, to our being made right with God, even though we are guilty of many sins. Even though. Even though. Then 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For God made Christ, which is weird, right? We'll get into that in mm-hmm, a second. For, mm-hmm. for God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. So justification, right? Let's put this in layman's terms okay, because okay. we threw it kind of a lot at people. Justification is something that we have no part in. We have no part. God is the judge. Mm-hmm. We are the person getting ready to be sent to jail or to the electric chair or however, whatever analogy you want mm-hmm. to put on it. And God declares, hey, you're no longer a sinner. You believed in my son, and I pardon you. It's a pardon. We didn't do anything. Um, God, God, it's an act on God's part, um, and it doesn't necessarily describe the inward change, the new creation. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, they said in the Ligonier. Um, it's a legal term. It's a legal declaration. Mm-hmm. So... 
Uh, it doesn't have anything to do with us. It, that's why it's considered a, it's a free gift, mm-hmm. right? We can't earn it. Um, so that's kind of a and basic. justified. I mean, you know, this is where the, I think the, the we'll get into some more sanctification where it gets kind of convoluted a little bit where you have some people where it's like, oh, I sin. Um, I'm not right before God anymore. I need to go confess that sin, whether it's to a priest, whether it's to a friend, whether it's to Jesus himself, where it's like, oh, no, God, whenever I sin, I put, which is true, God hates it, and it does right. separate us from God. Right. But justification is a one-time act where you have tr- put your whole faith and trust in Jesus, and God right. says, I pardon you. I will not hold your sin. On, um, how is it worded? Um, you are not responsible for paying the bill. Right. You are no longer responsible for paying that debt. It's right. white clean. Yep. You are a free man. You are able to stand. Right. And justified is literally a you do not owe any more. Right. So it's a one-time, one-time so, deal. So then we go into sanctification, right? Okay. So mm-hmm. justification, free gift. We have nothing One-time to do with shot. It. We got nothing to do with it. Or and saved. that lets us stand before God what, because of Jesus. Yep. What is sanctification? This is another one of those words that get thrown off. It's out. a churchy word. It's it's another Christianese Christianese. Term. We haven't used Christianese routinely in a while. No, we haven't. We used to use that one all the time at the beginning it's, stage it's of the podcast. <laughs> yep. Um, all right, sanctification. Sanctification. Uh, so J.W. Byers says this about sanctification. He says, to set... Uh, to set apart to a holy or religious use, to make holy or free from sin, to cleanse the moral corruption or pollution, to make holy by detaching the affections from the world and its defilements and exalting them to a supreme love of God. Scripturally and practically, the term sanctification, holiness, purity, and perfection are synonymous. So Hmm. holiness equals... uh, sanctification it's that equals purity that equals perfection uh so yeah that that's came- kind of a long little stretch so basically sanctification um i was always taught you know justified is the one time act that says you know you no longer have to pay the penalty for what you you owe right and then sanctification is constantly growing to be more like jesus as you keep living right so you, salvation and your place in the kingdom, your place in God's family, your place at the table has nothing to do with what you do to be sanctified, but it's a, it's the justification that lets you even enter into that conversation in the first place. Right. But sanctification is just what we call the, the, the live in the day to day Christian life. Right. So we're going to get into, right? we're going to get into the, where, why it's important. Okay. Here in a sec. Let's read these. Let's read some I got, Bible. I, I got some two, two scriptures and then we're going to d- dive into it. So second Corinthians seven, one, because we have these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body or spirit and let us work toward complete holiness because we fear God. So that's us doing something, right? Mm-hmm. That's what that's what Paul's saying there. Hey, we got to do this stuff to be holy, make ourselves holy because we, we fear God. We actually have to, we have to do put, something. We have to put our money where our mouth is. It's not just saying, walking. hey, I'm saved. I can live whatever way I want. Mm-hmm. So Second Timothy, again, Paul, 1.9. Uh, for God saved us and called us to live a holy life. He called us to live a holy life. He did this not because we deserve it, but because that was his plan from before the beginning of time to show us his grace through Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. So this is almost tying the two together, right? Okay. So we're being called to a holy life because of his grace through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a... It's kind of a cool thing of, of how this works. So, it, it, and we talked about it a little bit um, through other podcasts, but it's becoming that new creature, that new creation. So, justification is something God does. Sanctification is something that we have a part in, right? Okay, so so are you saying that we are the ones who sanctify ourselves? No, not so much. Okay. But we do have a part. The, sanctification comes to where... God goes, hey, I want to work on you. And you saying, hey, I'm going to let you work on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's a difference between saying, no, nah, I don't need to be worked on. There's a, you know, that's that Holy Spirit conviction thing that right. goes on yep. inside of us as a Christian. Um, that's that's God doing that part of, of the sanctification, the renewing of the mind. Now, we have, we then come to the point where we go, yes, I'm going to accept and and change this or work on this or be shown this. Or we say, nope, and we stifle the spirit. There, there's a diff- two different paths we can go down. Um, it's very 
um, important to know that justification and sanctification go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Because sanctification is the signs of the fruits of the Spirit. Okay. So you can be justified, but if you you don't have the signs of the fruits of the Spirit, are you truly justified? And, and that goes back to the, 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 the fruit and the root conversation, where right. only a good tree can produce good fruit, right. only a bad tree. I mean, you can't get an apple from a peat so, like a pear tree. Right, you know? so this is where sanctification is the complete renewing of yourself, right? Okay. It's becoming that new creation. It's showing the fruits of the Spirit mm-hmm. coming from the root justification. Mm-hmm. And so this is what we're talking about. So um, when we get into the excuses thing, right? Okay. We're getting more into the um, the disease that's trying to rot out the root. Okay. You know I mean? Uh-huh. So as we make excuses, we allow that disease to infect the root, right? Mm-hmm. And Christ said, "If hey, if you're not going to bear fruit, gone. You're out. <laughs> like right. I'm going to, I'm going to hewn you down, just like I did with the Jewish people. You know, mm-hmm. that's why we were grafted into the vine. There's some branches that are completely cut off, and there's some that are grafted into the vine. He makes that that parable, and so it's important that um, we recognize what sin is, and it, it goes, it goes back to." Um, when we see sin in our life or when others see sin in our life, accepting what is being seen and repenting, right? We mm-hmm. have that calling. Again, this is the renewing part. We have to do our part, and that is to repent, which means to turn away from, to not do those things again, to um, completely abstain and do. So th- there is a part we can't just, it's not all on God. Right. And, you know, and that's where it gets, I think, confusing for a lot of Christians where it's, okay, so. The Holy Spirit's job is to come in and, and to point us to how we're supposed to walk, how we're supposed to be like God, how we're supposed right. to be like Jesus. Um, and he's the one who's supposed to be working to constantly renew. But, yeah, then we do see passages where it says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Right. Constantly renew your mind. Right. Um, James Meditate upon his word day and night. So you are doing action. Even so, James where it talks about, you know, you say you got faith, but you don't have works. Let where, me show you my faith by my words. This is where people go, well, see, the Bible's full of contradictions, right? Because mm-hmm. Paul says, I'm saved by faith alone through grace, right? But Nothing I do on myself. Says, and then James goes, well, my works back up my show, faith. Show me your faith by without works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. Mm-hmm. And so that's the sanctification process. And if you understand, they're, they're both... Talking about the same thing, but different things. Okay. They're, they're, one is talking about justification. One is talking about sanctification. And they're two halves to the same coin. They're just, you know, it's it's all part of the Christian walk. And, you know, and this is something personally that I've been working through, actually, with, mm-hmm. with my counselor, Neil. Um, we've been talking about uh, saving grace and then transforming grace. Right. And, you know, us Baptists are really good at saving grace. All about it, man. <laughs> you can't earn your own salvation whether you liked it or not. Right. Baptism? Nah, that ain't gonna save you. Oh, you 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 give money to the church? Thank you, but that ain't gonna save you. You're right. gonna you you gonna show up to church? You're gonna serve? You can teach Sunday school. That's not what saves you. What saves you? Well, only Jesus's grace by right. having faith in Jesus. But then on the the flip side, a lot of times it's like, okay, now all of a sudden, okay, yeah, Jesus, thank you for saving me, but I I got this. Well, and then how do we have that struggle between? Yes, we're called to actually do stuff, but at the same token, there's the natural man doesn't want to follow God. Right. There's many that are under the delusion that they are saved. Many people in the church that are under the delusion that they're saved. Mm. Christ said, in the end, they will come to me saying, Lord, Lord, I've cast out demons in your name. I've done these wondrous signs in your name. I've helped the poor. I've done this all in your name. And he's going to say, what? Depart from me for I never never knew knew you. you. There's a huge disconnect. It's We like to just point at, and I'm going to use just the Christianese terms to make it simple for me anyways. <laughs> okay. Um, we like to hold on to the justification and forget about the sanctification because sanctification means we have to be willing to allow the Holy Spirit to work on us mm. and we have to do what the Holy Spirit directs us to do while he's working on us. You know how hard it is to swallow pride? Mm. <laughs> we talked about the pride a couple weeks ago. Do you know how hard it is to Repent when you've done somebody wrong, especially if it's your kids, whole <laughs> kids, <laughs> your friends, yeah, your spouse. I mean, <laughs> your your parents. If you're still under, the, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've had to go to my dad and go, "I'm sorry, I was wrong." Like, and that's that's talk about eating some crow. Mm-hmm. So we we tend to forget 
that aspect. We like we like the justification where, hey, I don't have to do anything. But then we would like to try to stay there. And at that point, I don't think we've really actually received the justification part. Mm. Because the justification spawns the sanctification part. They go hand in hand. They're the same coin. You okay. can't take you can't split the, the coin. It's it's one coin. So when you take one, the other follows. A new creature, it's a, a new creature doesn't continue to do the things it does. It a, a dog doesn't go return to his vomit. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. <laughs> it's just and that's um, in Proverbs. Right. So um when you're saved through grace by faith, not of ourselves, it's a gift from God. We are renewed. We are when we're baptized. We talk about mm. baptism. Oh, you you know, baptize you in the name of the Father, Father Son, Son, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit, and you're going down in death with Him and raised anew in life. Right? Mm-hmm. There, there's a reason why we say that. <laughs> you know that there's a reason why that's part of what most churches do when they when they baptize. It's showing that we are made a new creature, and that we are no longer bound to the sin of our old life. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? Does that mean we continue to sin, that grace may abound? God forbid. That's what Paul says in Romans. I mean, there, there's just so much that is talked about, about when you are saved, There's the process of holiness starts. Mm. Be holy as I am holy. This, I think there was five or six verses from the Old Testament to the New Testament where God says that, or Christ says that, or Paul, or one of the apostles. Or somebody, say that. yeah. Somebody's saying that, hey, be holy as I am holy, which is what they're saying is directly coming from God because they're mm-hmm. saying, be holy, be you, you be holy like I'm holy. Mm-hmm. So they're saying, this is what God's saying. So why? How? You know, again, it's very confusing if you don't understand that they're two sides of the same coin. So we have one, we have justification on the other side of the coin. We have sanctification, and both have to go hand in hand. That's the the root and the fruit, man. I, I love. I, I like ne- that. I, the root and the fruit. I'd never heard that until you mentioned it a couple podcasts ago. But I really love that the root and the fruit, man. Because you can't give right, so you can't grow in any manner of of likeness of Jesus if you've never been justified, right? And if you've been justified, you're gonna show you're gonna be sanctified. Good fruit. <laughs> so, so this is where my question comes. You know, I was listening to another podcast, uh, Dale Partridge. We talked about him. Uh, Janiel's like, yeah, <laughs> real, real Christianity. Is real that what Christianity. Which yeah. fun fact? If if anyone else listens to that podcast, Homeboy's doing the exact same content we are, like the exact same week. It's pretty eerie, isn't it? It's kind of <laughs> terrifying. Don't know if he's listening to us or we're listening to him, or maybe a little about. That. I mean, Pastor Scott's preaching our stuff too. Like there'll be, we'll be sitting in service, being like, um, so tell me, we just recorded this podcast. Yeah, like what's happening? Tell right me now. that's not God, though. Tell me that's not God. When three. Actually, I've heard so many other people. We're all talking about the same thing, yet we don't know each other. And it's like, hey, we just we just talked about that. Hey, so so just preached <laughs> like it's it's pretty cool. Anyways, go it on. is. You know, but this is where I think the 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 conversation goes for most Christians, where it's like, okay, so I get it, I understand. Yes, I'm saved, but you know what? I still struggle with the sin, whether it's lying, whether it's porn, whether it's pride, uh, pride whether I mean, you always think of the petty ones, like, oh, I keep stealing things, I. I keep lying, which honestly, over exaggeration, under exaggeration, those those are also lies because right. you didn't Form tell the it. truth. Right. Um, yeah, there's pride, there's anger. not reacting well. Yeah, there's anger, there's gluttony, there's so many different sins. You know, I look at Christians who go, okay, so so I, I I hear you guys where it's like, yeah, you know what? I know I'm a sinner. I know I need Jesus. I can't stand before the Holy God not what? without Jesus, but I still struggle. Right. So what do, what, what do I do? Does that mean... I, I, I'm not saved if I'm not growing in sanctification. That Does that mean I need to get saved again? Do I need to have some glorious moment where, you know what, I've been saved for five years, but you know what, I just now need to dedicate my life to Jesus. That's what I need to do to start right. growing in sanctification. Like, how does it work? How does it happen? And why do we as Christians still struggle with these sins? Well, I, I think I think we need to look at First John, and I know how much you love First John. I love me some First John. So 1 John 1, 9 says uh, it's an easy way to deal with sin. Okay. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. That's a promise. Mm. That's a promise that John wrote down from God that, hey, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and of all of our wickedness. And it kind of already makes the, uh, the uh, uh, what's the word, Allum- what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I don't know. But basically, it, it's saying that, like, like 
we are going to sin. Like it's, it's already yeah. making the statement of, you know, you have sinned. So if we do confess our sins, so he's faithful. And, and, and this is where it is. It's, it's he's making the assumption. There you go. He's making the assumption that we are sinners. Paul, we are going to sin. Paul says the same thing with the, I do the things I don't want to do. And the things I do do are the things I don't want to do. I do. And the things I do want to do. I don't do mm. kind of showing that there's a, there's a struggle between not, we can't identify our, it, that it's our sin. Even Paul identified it as the sin within me. Mm. Right, it's mm-hmm. not my sin; it's the sin within me. It's and, those and powers God and doesn't principalities tempt us. that I, it's right. when we're drawn away with our own lust of our own flesh and enticed. Right, by our so own, our so we're a new wants. creature. We're a new man, um, if you want to call it spirit man. I guess you know, or spirit ma- woman. We ma- we ain't sexist over here. A woman. No. Oh <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can't stand that. <laughs> Anyways, a man and a woman. Oh. Um, <laughs> nope. Christ raised us anew in the new life, and our spirit is alive, and the Holy Spirit ministers ministers. Min, well, I can't even, ministers to us, and so that can't happen unless the justification process happened, and then obviously the Holy Spirit comes and and fills us up, mm-hmm. fill us up, Lord. Sorry, <laughs> that was funny. Anyways, so um, the. When you when you identify, it's I like to identify it as it's not, it's my old flesh man trying to come up and rear his ugly head, mm-hmm. and I gotta I gotta work to keep him down, and I'm going to fail at times, but that doesn't give me an excuse to just be like, oh whatever, you know I'm I'm saved, I'm forgiven with grace, and I don't have to do anything, mm-hmm. just I'll keep doing me. You do you, boo. You do you. Like that's yep. just not the way it works. And it's really not that bad, you know. It so, ain't that bad. Again, in 1 John 5, 1 through 5, he says, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has become a child of God. Mm-hmm. Just yep. what we talked about. And everyone who loves the Father loves his children, too, right? Okay. Some people don't have children. We know we love God's children if we love God and obey his commandments. Mm-hmm. So this is some big, hefty stuff because if you love God... Got to love his commandments. Loving God means keeping his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. Hmm. You know, people are like, man, sin is so hard. I struggle with sin. Or Christianity, there's just so many rules. But but when we're being renewed in our mind, it's not that burdensome. Mm -hmm. According to what John is saying here, I mean, this is scripture. God says when you obey his commandments, his commandments aren't burdensome. Why? Why do you think that is, Mark? Because we have the Holy Spirit helping us and guiding us along to do that. We have that sanctification process where we're becoming holy. And we know what to do. If we do screw up, hey, we just go and confess our sins and we take care of of business. Take care of business. So for every child of God defeats this evil world and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. So here we go again, talking about justification. See how it's kind of going. John's kind of taking it back and forth. He's going, justification, sanctification, justification, sanctification. It's tying together both. When we're talking about, hey, we got if we love God, we got to keep his commandments. And his burden isn't heavy. His commandments aren't heavy. And how can we overcome this? Oh, because we're saved. Because Christ saved us. That's how. It's Christ doing it in us. But we still have to do our part and obey. So you see right here in John 5, 1 through 5, he's marrying that that those two together, the sanctification and justification. Mm-hmm. So how, how does this all happen? Well, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Paul tells us, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and new life has begun. So again, it's a new cre- we're new creatures. We're new creation. We're a new person. So let's live like it, right? Right. Let's put that old sin down. And I'm not talking about, well, let's be fake. Let's hide it but it's still within us. Don't become a whitewashed tomb. It's really dealing mm, with it. Okay. And the best way, let's let's talk about some practical yeah. ways, right? That's, that's what I'm thinking right now. It's like, what are some practical, practical things? Ways. Yeah. Study scripture. We've gone through these before. Mm-hmm. Study scripture. Immerse yourself in prayer. Lean on your tribe. Be open and honest with them. Talk with them. If you're struggling, hey, Mark, I'm struggling. Hmm. I'm hurting right now. Like, I really want to do this sin. Brother, I need you. Like, hey, I need you as an accountability partner mm-hmm. to question me. Or if you see something. And that's not to put the weight of responsibility on me, but no. it's more of just sometimes it, admitting, hey, I'm struggling with this. We got we to gotta lean on each other and walk with each other. And, and that's what. And we've done that so many times oh, over the last man, couple of years. Telling, you know? yeah, I'm telling you. So um, these are some 
really basic and practical principles that if we apply to our life, if we seriously apply them to our life, um, the scripture says we can overcome sin through through Christ, mm-hmm. not not of ourselves, but through Christ, and and with the help of the Holy Spirit, we can overcome sin. Um, do I think we're going to be perfect here on earth? No, no. But I don't think that's an ex- an excuse to just throw up our hands. Mm. That's not an excuse. Be lazy and lax days because I think once yeah once you do that, I think Christ is going to say, "Depart from me, I never knew you." Mm. So. Now, I do think there is a level at which... Oh, here we go. He, <laughs> there we go. I think there's a level at which those people who were forgiven bigger sins may be more antagonistic towards those sins. Like, you know, like I think of the... Uh, I had to look it up, but the passage in uh, Luke 7. Yeah, Luke 7 where um, the woman came in uh, and, and cleaned Jesus' feet with the perfume. Right. And everyone was judging her about it. Right. And in verse 47, um, here, I'm, I'm going to go back to 40, 44 now. Okay. Um, actually, you know what? Let's just, let's just read the parable. Let's just read the parable. Um, Jesus answers Simon Peter and said, Simon, I have something to tell you. Simon Peter says, tell me, teacher. And Jesus then tells this parable. Two people owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of both. Now, which one of them will love him more? Simon said, well, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. And Jesus says, you are correct. You have judged correctly. Then he turned the, the woman and, uh, Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water to wash my feet but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You didn't even put oil on my head, but she's poured her perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her sins have been forgiven as, uh, as her great love has shown, but whoever has been forgiven little loves little. And so there might be a little bit of response where, you know, if you see people who are absolutely rescued from, from certain sins, whether it's, alcoholism, whether it's sex slave, whether it's pornography addictions, whether it's lying, whether it's pride, whether it's all these different things, when they've been forgiven, they're able to look at those sins and be like, why would you even mess with that? Right. You know, like I think of, um, specifically one of my friends, um, uh, her, uh, she, she was married, um, divorce husband ended up actually killing himself, but the, all of the problems with the family happened because of alcohol. He was a bad drunk, absolute bad drunk, and had to separate and then end up taking his life because of it. It was a terrible story. And she's looking at people where it's like, why do you even screw with this stuff mm. in terms of not even – and she's not – she's like, I'm not against alcohol. I'm against the blatant like, oh, I'm, it's mom night. Mom, the kids are asleep. I can finally have the wine or wine for breakfast. Just hide it in my coffee cup. Like it's just, oh, it's whatever. And it's like, no, alcohol, especially taking the extreme – has destroyed my family. Why are you even messing with it? Mm-hmm. And so, so I kind of look at this situation where it's like, if we have been rescued from certain sins, we're more likely to grow and not even be tempted with that sin. But, you know, if you just dip your fo- foot in the pool a little bit, dip your foot in the pool a little bit more, a little bit more, you almost get sucked in versus vehemently running away because we don't fully understand what that sin can do to us and what that sin means to God. Right. And and maybe maybe my head's going into a wrong wrong direction, but I what, I what I'm trying to get as is maybe we make excuses for our sins. Going back to this idea is because we don't fully understand what that sin means to God. We don't fully understand that Jesus died because of your sin, well, whether it's great or small. We you know we see throughout the Old Testament. I know a lot of people don't like reading the Old Testament, but the more I study the Old Testament, I see how much. God despises those wicked people. Mm, Sodom mm-hmm. and Gomorrah, both destroyed because of their wickedness. Their wickedness in the, the sexual acts and whatever else they they were doing. But I, I guarantee it wasn't good. Right. It, it was so bad in the world that God destroyed everybody except for eight people because he hated sin. Mm. God does not tolerate sin. So why would he tolerate it in any of our lives? And then why should we tolerate it in our lives? Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. and again, you know, 
we have to be careful, right? Because I can't go, Mark, I see you and you're wearing that purple sweatshirt. That's a sin. I can't believe you do that. Not I just, love purple, though. <laughs> it's a royal color. <laughs> but no, it's just an example. But, 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 but I can't look at you and be like, why would you even drink that alcohol? Yeah, you like, know how could I? Your tattoos how, yeah, how, your how could you? Because now we're getting to the place where this is why. This is why if we go back to that parable in Luke, they were judging her. They were pointing the finger. They were saying, look at this woman. How could she just come in here? Because she was, well, what we presume to be a prostitute. prostitute yeah. Um, and so they're like, how could he let her touch him? Or how could he let, yeah, how could he let her touch him? And and like, does he know not know who she is and what she does? And, mm-hmm. and he's like, this is why. This is why she I love or she loves more, and this is why she's forgiven more, and she's appreciative more, um, because she knows what she's been saved from. Whereas you are the whitewashed tombs, and you think you're better. It's kind of like the plank in your. Uh, you have a little speck in right. there, but you have a plank in yours. But right. you, we want to we want to point the finger because it's easier to say this you is, done messed up versus I'm a sinner. When we go back to the um, speaking truth and love episode from mm, way, way back, back on way on back, way on back. We'll <laughs> but, put that. We'll, we'll put the link to that one in the show notes too. But uh, if we go back to that, this is why we say self-examination. You have to examine yourself um, before you go talk to a brother. So my challenge for um, our listeners and, and Mark, you and I, even ourselves is to, to really take into um, serious consideration and really take inventory of where we're at and if, and and pray and beg God to show us mm. our sin. Mm-hmm. Show us our sin so that we can repent of it and allow the Holy Spirit to work in us to sanctify us. Because that's what it's about. I mean, that's... And then once we do that, hey, we're, we're going to be better off to help others, not to point other people's faults out, but to help them grow, allowing the Holy Spirit to work through us to help them, just like... In the process of sin being pointed out in our own lives, the Holy Spirit may use others, which he has for me recently. Uh, and I discussed that a couple weeks ago with the pride situation. A friend of mine um, pointed out that I may be a little prideful. Um, and it caused me, it wasn't fun. It was painful. And, it, and it, sin pointed out to you, it is going to be painful. Um, but then you self-reflect and you repent. And you start looking to God and, and his word of how to overcome the sin. And you keep stepping. Yep. Don't give up. So, so yeah, man, that's all my, that's all I got. That's my final thoughts. Cool. I'm going to end with a <laughs> quote, a spontaneous quote. Yes. So this Do comes it. out of the, uh, the barn. Oh, not Barnes. I, that was a different one. Uh, Easton's Bible dictionary. Uh, when you look up sanctification, this quote's in there. It says the more holy a man is, the more humble, self-renouncing, self-abhorring, and the more sensitive to every sin he becomes, and the more closely he clings to Christ, the moral imperfections which cling to him he feels to be sins, which he laments and strives to overcome. Believers find that their life is in constant warfare, and they need to take the kingdom of heaven by storm and watch while they pray. They are always subject to the constant chastisement of their Father's loving hand, which can only be designed to correct their imperfection and confirm their graces. It has been notoriously the fact that the best Christians have been those who have been the least prone to claim the um, attainment of perfection for themselves. Mm. So the more holy a man is, the more humble, self-renowning, and self-abhorring, and the more sensitive to every sin he becomes, and he clings more to Christ. And that'll be in the show notes because there's a lot more there that's really good. <laughs> I was kind of reading over your shoulder. But there's yeah, a lot of good, good stuff in here with this stuff, man. Yeah, and I think this is a free, I mean, it's it's part of my Lagos Bible app. Um, but I think it's a free resource out there. Just right. the Easton's Bible dictionary under the word sanctification. I think it might, it might be in Bible hub. Cause that's where I got. The, it's a different, it's, it's from, uh, it's Hodge's buyers. outlines is where that quote's mm. from. I don't know if that's Charles Hodge. I'm not sure. It yeah. just says Hodge's outlines, but that was a solid little quote right yeah. there, man. Right. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. So, so that's the episode of sh- when we sin, do we make excuses? Do we say, Oh, it's not too bad. Or they blamed it. Or do we turn around and look at ourselves and go, you know what? I mean, I'm justified before Christ, yep. but I need to, but be I sanctified. need to be sanctified as I continue going on this life. And this is where, you know, again, going back to transforming grace of this is how, this is the Holy Spirit's ministry in us. Right. Like we can try to work to do better, 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 better. It's like, oh, you know what? I messed here. I just need to, I just need to do better. I need to try harder. I need to fight more. But in reality is more of like, no, you got to cling to Jesus while you realize the the horror of, of the sin and get accountability and keep stepping, man. Right. Anything else from you, my dude? No, man. 
I, I, I like it when you end it that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Time for Fun Facts with Philly. <laughs> All right, my dude. So, I mean, obviously this was a heftier conversation, but it felt like it was still a good conversation. It was a good one. It wasn't yeah. like we, were, we weren't at the end going, oh, man, we suck. I mean, <laughs> I, I kind of am, but... <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you. But, dude, cheer us up a little yeah. bit before we go out. You know, people have been listening for the last uh, close to an hour or so. So yeah. we got to send these people on their merry way and let them enjoy well, the rest of their Thursday or Friday or whatever day they're listening to. So I let Janelle have a sneak peek at this one. And, oh. she, and she's like, this isn't really a fun fact. This is just kind of gross. And I'm like... What? I, I thought it was an interesting. I, I, don't, I, I really don't know where you're going with so, that. So, the fun fact of the day is there are over 200 dead bodies on Mount Everest, and some of them are used by mountain climbers as indicators of direction. Yeah. Isn't that kind of gross? <laughs> but interesting. Uh, 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 There's over 200 dead bodies still up on Mount Everest that can't get them down. And other like, climbers use them as and guides? Like, yeah, for a sense of direction, like... Oh, that's this far to the base camp because there's orange jacket dead guy over here. There was like pictures. They showed pictures when I found this. I was like, wow, this is fascinating, but a little disturbing. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. There's no way I'm to get those. They're like spe- froze I'm, to the I'm ground le- and everything. Yeah. I'm legitimately speechless right now. So, I don't know what to say. 200 dead that bodies really was just not a, that was that's a, fa- a, that's a fact. I would, that, not that's call, a, I would not call that a fun fact. That's just a fact. That's just a fact. But it's kind of fun. Because, like, hey, Purple Pants guy over here. That's so We're going to name him Purple People Eater. He's uh, he's pointing the right way to base camp. <laughs> so, if you Sorry. ever decide to climb Mount Everest. Take lots of pictures. <laughs> or you might be getting your picture taken of by other Maybe. climbers in the future. Who just, knows? Just make sure you freeze with a smile. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, either way, guys, we are so thankful that you got all the way to this part of the episode um, if you're still here with us, we just want to say thank you again for listening. Reach out to us. You know, we always joke. Not, not really joke. We're serious about it. We want people to continue the conversation we with us. We seriously you know? joke. No. <laughs> we seriously joke. So seriously, reach out to us, though. Real Talk Christian Podcast at gmail.com. Hit the website up. From there, you can get to the merch store where we yeah. still have the Christmas line only for... I think this is the last week. Is this the last week? Yeah. I think this is the last week or the week, maybe next week. Well, but either end way, of March. you need to get there by the end of March or the Christmas line, winter, not Christmas, winter line will be completely right. gone. We talked about this in the last episode, but if you out there in RTC family want to just help keep growing the ministry here of, of Real Talk Christian Podcast, we're, we're, we're getting the, rep, the website up to do some more things for people or if they're searching for specific questions, they, we can answer them with our actual podcast episodes. Right. But we want to add a blog feature, too, featuring your guys' stuff. So if you're out there listening and you're like, you know what? I don't know if I'm a good writer, but I kind of want to encourage some people. Just email us. Put it into a Google Doc. Put it into a Word document. Type up a blog post. Send it over to us because we really want to get this thing started. Yeah. I think that would be super cool. Maybe we can get them out to the people somehow via emails or something. I don't know. And, and just a word of encouragement, don't be upset if you – your blog doesn't make it because maybe there's other people that have written about the same subject. And, you know, we just got to kind of... We're trying to build a library, you know? We got to kind of sort through it all and make sure it's biblically based. (laughs) Yeah, biblically based and actually some good takeaways just to encourage the people. But just like always, guys, reach out to us at the the social media channels, the email, the phone number, the website. It's all at realtalkchristianpodcast.com. Anything else, my friend? Or is that it? That's it, man. All right, guys. Well, until next time. Take it easy.